Listeners, before we get started today, I wanted to dedicate this episode to the legendary high school coach, Rod Harmon. He gave over 60 years to high school sports and recently passed away at the age of 93. Rod, this one, my friend, is for you. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Capture It. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Listen, life is a journey full of moments that provide us with opportunity to capture what it is that helps us grow into the people we truly want to be. Let's talk about these ideal characteristics that inspire and motivate us all. And in time, work to capture it ourselves. For the show today, I invited two graduating valedictorians to the podcast. They would have been getting ready for graduation this week, but instead, due to COVID-19 and this pandemic, they are waiting and holding on for some hope to have some worthy closure to their high school careers. We host Rhiannon Briggs and Nathan Ng in a remote interview to help shine some light on what being a senior in the class of 2020 is like. Both Rhiannon and Nathan are full IB diploma graduates at the top of their class. Rhiannon will be attending Santa Clara University and currently lives in Beaverton, Oregon with her mom, dad, and little brother. Nathan will be attending the University of Oregon and is currently living in Beaverton, Oregon with his mom, dad, and two little sisters. This interview will also help shine some light on why teachers are struggling so much right now with being away from their students. Hang tight toward the end of the episode. Rhiannon and Nathan will both share a letter they have written to all graduating seniors of the class of 2020. Listeners, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank this episode's sponsor. For all your auto, home, life, and business insurance needs, give local farmer's insurance agent David Oppet a call at 503-863-5878. As someone who has grown up in Oregon, he knows all the important details of the Pacific Northwest to keep and make sure that all your greatest assets are always protected. David is definitely somebody that I trust, and I hope you can trust him too with all your insurance needs. And with that being said, listeners, enjoy episode six. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to Capture It, the podcast. Today, I am very excited to bring you uh, two amazing human beings. Um, They both are seniors graduating in the class of 2020, and we'll get to all that stuff later. But today on the show, we have Rhiannon Briggs. Say hello, Rhiannon. Hello. And we have Nathan Ng. How you doing, Nathan? Doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, and, and, and I'm excited for this show. Um, there's a couple different reasons. And, and uh, you know, part of it is you guys have been in conversation with me um, ever since I started dreaming up this little idea of, of Capture It, the podcast. And, and we'll jump into that and we'll, we'll get further into detail. But um, before I do that, I would like to put you two through a pop quiz. So we're going to do it radio style. So I'm going to ask a question. And to, to buzz in, you say your name. Okay, so like if, if, if you know the answer, Nathan, you'll say, Nathan, and then I will say, all right, Nathan, you got this one. What's the answer? And you'll either get it right or you'll get it wrong, all right? So uh, it is episode six, pop quiz time. Here we go. Question number one. What does the C in Capture It stand for? Nathan. Nathan. Courage. It does stand for courage. One point, Nathan. No points for Rain, but I think she can get back here. I think she can get back. Question number two. Who was the first guest on the show? Rhiannon. Rhiannon. It was you. It you was were, me, you but who was there? Nathan. You're Nathan. Oh, yeah, she said it, but yeah, your wife. Sorry. Yes, Emily, my wonderful <laughs> wife, was the first official guest on episode one. But you're right, Rayan. I got to give you a point because she, we flipped roles. We did. She was the interviewer um, and she was interviewing me about my podcast. So in a way, you're totally right. 
Question number three. What does the it in capture it stand for? Nathan. Nathan. In time. <laughs> in time. I swear there's a lag or something here. There could be. We are we are doing this interview remotely. Uh, coronavirus has put us all uh, at home, and so we are doing our best to bring you this podcast over Zoom. Thank you, Zoom. They're not an official sponsor. <laughs> uh, but yes, so the it that stands for in time, because we are always working in time to capture these things that we talk about. All right, question number four. What was the launch day of Capture It, the podcast? Nathan. Nathan. January 1st. January 1st, what year? 2020. 2020, <laughs> yep. We launched this year. Good. I think Nathan might be in the lead, but Rhiannon, I'll tell you what. <laughs> this question, if yeah. you get it right, I will, I will officially give you the winning point. Ooh, all right. Question number five what does the t stand for in capture it and hint hint we're gonna dive in okay. we're gonna use it as our umbrella today oh my gosh i'm so embarrassed I well, really can't I actually don't, don't be embarrassed it starts with a t and it's not traeger <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's not trust it's not trust but trust is a great thing to talk about and, and we'll eventually talk about it on this show Whoa, you can't look this up. <laughs> you can't. You'd have to probably go back and listen to episode one. Here oh, we gosh. go. Trust. No, I'm just kidding. It's truth. <laughs> truth. 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 Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Courage, attitude, perspective, that. truth, uniqueness, recognition, and empathy. I mean, in, in time, we work to capture it. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Nathan, we're going to have to call you the winner on episode oh, six, it. Pop Quiz. <laughs> You know, and and here's the deal, and I think there's some congratulations in order, not because you won the pop quiz. Um, congratulations to both of you are in order, because I am here talking to you as graduating 2020 seniors, and you both have been awarded valid Victorian. Yeah. So I get I, I this is. This is me clapping. I just, I got, we got to congratulate that. Thank you so much. All right. And here's the coolest thing. Um, I have, uh, I had the the great honor of helping our admin team and the teachers that were involved and many of them that taught you. Um, I had the great honor of showing up unannounced and telling you congratulations Um, in person. We did it, uh, you know, with, with social distancing and we, um, you know, wore our mask and all those different things. But, I wanted you both to to go ahead and tell me what that experience was like. I'm going to start with Rayanne. And so, what what? Tell me a little bit about the day that we announced that you were valedictorian. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. Nathan did spoil it a little bit for me. <laughs> How did he do that? Um. Well, he texted me, and he was super excited. He was like, "Rayanne, and I just got valedictorian." Um. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! How did you find out?" I immediately I like checked my email. I really wanted to know if I had gotten it as well. Well, because here, um, here's the deal: is that you guys, you guys are pretty much well aware of like who's at the top, you know, of your class by ranking. I mean, it's always on your transcript. It comes out on your report card. So you guys have a feeling of all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I was super curious, and I was like, I'm. I was working, I was literally on my lunch break at work. All of a sudden my brother starts calling me and I pick up and he's like, where are you? And so then I knew, I was like, oh my gosh, they came to Fred Myers to surprise me. And I was super excited. I got a couple of my coworkers. I was like, oh, come outside with me real quick. And it was just so amazing to see everyone. Um, all those teachers that have influenced me so much. And to have that surprise, it was really, really nice. So even though you kind of knew it was coming, um, even though it was still a pretty good surprise. Oh yeah. I was not expecting like that many teachers to be there. Um, like it was, it was really amazing to see everyone. Well, and it was really fun for us too, because we were driving around all over, all over the town and we're going house to house. So we, we got to go to residential areas. We got to go to the business areas. We got to go to all these different places. Um, but the funnest part about yours was literally, um, the people going in and out of the store. We got all these crazy <laughs> teachers and administrators outside just hooting and hollering, just cheering for you. 
Um, and you're just sitting there so excited. Who cares, right? Um, and uh, it, it was just a great moment, awesome moment. Um, something I probably will f- remember forever, but I, I better, you know, you probably are going to remember it uh, probably a little bit more than I will. Nathan, we surprised you at your house. Walk yeah. us through that. Well, uh, valedictorian was something that I'd kind of been talking about since junior year. Um, and through like, through some technicalities, I thought that I could possibly be valedictorian. But then when meeting with my counselor, he told me that that wasn't possible. So I pretty much just pushed it aside. And it's something that I was always like kind of teasing uh, Rhiannon and this other kid um, who also got valedictorian. There were three of us. actually. Yeah, there are three. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Gabriel. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of something I was always teasing her about uh, saying how I should be it. But I didn't actually think that I would get it, uh, get the award. And so I remember I was sitting in my family room and then we hear all this honking outside. And I thought that I I was like, not really sure what to make of it. Um, And I was just kind of sitting there and waiting for it to go by. And then my mom told me, she's like, Oh, Nathan, like go check it out. There's some people here for you. And so um, I got outside. I think I, I can't remember because I was also visited by my coaches for a track for a senior night. Um, but anyways, I remember seeing some people outside and I didn't like really take a good look. So I thought it was some of our friends, uh, who were driving by and honking. Um, but then I realized that it was teachers. Um, and my first initial thoughts were, oh, this is for graduation, you know, cause for all the other seniors. And I mean, there would have been a lot of seniors that you guys were visiting. Um, but I just thought it was because, um, I was basically graduating. Uh, but then my dad had to point out uh, the sign. Someone was holding up the congrats valedictorian well, that, 2020. That, that was the best part. In, in Rand, yeah. you didn't get a bunch of honking um, because we couldn't find the close enough parking spots at your job. But um, Nathan got a bunch of honking. But yeah, that part where you realized like what was actually going on, that was cool. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I definitely wasn't. But at first I was like, oh, this is exciting. But it wasn't something that like, you know, but then when I realized I was I was valedictorian, I I was trying not to cry, but then obviously I did um, because it was just something that like it felt so good. Uh, all my hard work in high school, like pay, you know, paying off. Uh, not that it didn't in other ways, but it was just something nice um, in this whole uh, situation. Some a nice outcome, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and that's it, why it just felt really good. Yeah, that's why it was really important for us to do this uh, in a, in a, in a way that was, was still, um, you know, optimal for an experience and optimal for a memory. We usually would announce that during an assembly, you know, we would get to our spring fling assembly. Uh, we would call you guys down to the floor. Um, and we had noons and, and that's great to do it in front of the school, but we still wanted to make it something that was really special for you guys. And so hopefully that memory, um, I just think about your faces. I mean, pure joy, Pure joy. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, Nathan, when you finally read the sign, your mom or whoever was, read the sign, and then you read it, oh, my gosh, that's why you guys are here? And then, boom, just, yeah, drop to your knees and, um, yeah, that emotion. That's uh, totally, (laughs) I mean, you guys are so well-deserving. And so, like I said, congratulations are in order. Um, I I hope you guys know how proud of you we are. And, uh, um, you know, that's just a small little indicator of, of the hard work that you've, you've put in and, you know, a small little indicator of just like how excited we are for your future. So, so congrats y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I also have another little story. So I totally lied to you guys. I knew that you were valedictorians before and um, our principal um, actually let it slip a little bit and you guys called me on it. Um, but I had to lie to you that day. So we were meeting in a focus group full of seniors. You both were there. Um, and our principal said something about, oh, we're still going to do this and we're still going to do that. We're still going to, you know, you know, crown our, our Valedictorians. And he had an S at the end of it, right? Oh, my gosh. So yeah. when I was oh, talking yeah, I to you guys, that. yeah, when I was talking to you in Zoom class the next day or a couple of days, Rhiannon goes, well, he said Valedictorians. I said, I don't know. I mean, that's I literally was like, that's above my pay grade. I don't know. <laughs> he just asked me to un- help him announce it. But I so I apologize for lying to you. You know, today's no episode is a little bit about truth, so um, I needed to tell and come out with that. But I think it was an okay fib. We'll just call it a fib. But I totally knew on that day um, that you were asking me. 
Um, now that's and, a detail I didn't even catch. Oh, like, Rhiannon said it, and amazing. she's like, "Oh, there was there was the S," and then I was like, "All right, I, I think you're looking too deep into the situation." One letter. Yeah. <laughs> One letter makes all the difference, right? Um, but anyways, that's that's uh, exciting. So I just had to tell you that. I didn't want to hold the lie between us forever. Um, so another really important reason as to why I invited you two on the show um, is because you guys have been involved with this since the beginning. Um, so let me kind of set the table a little bit about um, how this all works. So you two are both members of my student government class uh, within the school. Um, you both are also IB full diploma candidates. And so what that does is it makes it really difficult to fit student government in the schedule where it needs to be. And so we thought creatively and we created a third period um, independent student government where you both could come in um, and, and do your work. So, um, you know, Rayanen's the uh, senior president of our class. And Nathan, you're, you're an ASB of our tech team crew, which does um, all of our filming, hype videos, social medias, all that stuff, too. Um, so it, it was amazing to have you two involved in student government. Um, but I wasn't going to lose you to just a difficult schedule issue. So um, we definitely made it work. And so these two listeners, they actually came in um, during my third period prep. And so we had uh, an independent hall, if you will. Um, and so we actually spent a lot of time um, with just us three. And so as they were doing their work for student government and as they were working on uh, just life in general, we got we got a time to really, you know, think about a classroom with one teacher and two students. Um, it really was kind of a really neat deal. So flash forward um, to me thinking about doing a podcast. Um, I went to this uh, leadership retreat and I took a bunch of students on there and I was hoping they would bring some messages home and, and they did and that was fun. But what I didn't realize what I was going to be bringing back was a kind of a fire lit under my butt, right? Is like, I don't know if this sounds crazy, guys, but I'm going to start a podcast. And I remember, I'll never forget both of your reaction. Um, you're like, well, yeah, duh, why wouldn't you? I thought it was something that was definitely, I, I definitely um, expected you to do something like that just because you're such a great talker and you give so much to the community. And so I could, I see it as a great way for uh, you to share that platform. And I remember that, uh, I think it was the day you told us, because it was the beginning of our period that you were uh, going to be doing a podcast. I'm pretty sure I made the logo that period for you. So yeah, well, yeah, capture it, fans. I mean, you guys see the logo all over the place. Nathan made that. He's like, oh, let me just. What do you want it to look like? Oh, well, I would really like the capture it to kind of like fit inside the IT and you know make you know because we got to capture it in time and all that. Um, and yeah, Nathan whipped that out in, in about ten minutes, and and I've been using it ever since. So um, I'm still waiting for an in service you know, or an, an invoice. You know, you got to no, send my, me a bill. I got. I, we got to pay you for that. My all right. For you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rand. What were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking it's about time, right? Like, you're such an inspiring speaker, and um, I think you have a lot of um, wisdom and good thoughts to share and i think that this is a perfect perfect platform for you like nathan was saying so well, i definitely thought it's about time like why haven't you done it already yeah well it's been on my bucket list let's just do it and then let's grow um so i gotta thank you guys for um th the first indication of like i think i'm gonna do this you guys instantly um were, were something for me and i don't really i don't really think you understand how important it was um, but you guys instantaneously believed in the idea, maybe even more so than I did. Um, and that was really huge for me. And so thank you for, for being that for me. Uh, because one of the biggest challengers of confidence is doubt. Yeah, I had the confidence that I was capable of doing it, but that doubt always seeps in. And it still does. It always does. And that's why it's so important, I think, to have people believe in a dream alongside you. And so I, I wanted to talk with you two about that today. But first, I thought it would be fun to know what you're going to be doing for your future. So you all are going off to college here pretty soon. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Well, yeah, hopefully, right, with uh, COVID-19 and all that. Uh, but where are you going to college? Rhiannon, where are you going to school? Um, next year, I will be going to Santa Clara University. Um, and I'll be studying neuroscience and philosophy. And I'm very excited for that. 
All right. And so when I need brain surgery someday, it'll be you. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and I, I still need to get my shirt. I mean, remote remote distancing has, has yes. you got me a shirt when you went on your college visit and I need to go get it. I need that. I need to wear it and support you. Nathan, where are you going <laughs> to school, my friend? Um, I'm going to the University of Oregon uh, and I'm studying um, film and computer science. Well, and I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Go Ducks. Oh, it's so unnatural. It's so unnatural. I'm so happy for you. You're going to do great at Oregon. Uh, I went to Oregon State, so I got to give a go Beavs uh, just to balance out the universe a little bit. Um, But congratulations on both of you. That's going to be awesome. Um, And you guys are going to love it. You're going to do great. And I hope you know that going through high school and you guys are both IB graduates, and uh, you'll be fine. You can do college, um, and you're gonna you're gonna be great at it. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. I ain't the smartest cookie in the in the <laughs> bunch here. And I said ain't, ain't ain't a word, and you ain't gonna use it. But um, it'll be okay. What are you most excited about going off to school? For me, I'm really really excited to um, be able to be somewhere new and so different, and really like live on my own, be able to. Um, have that sense of independence and doing things for myself. I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah, and you will. And you'll have that, you know, sink or swim moment. Like you're kind of on your own. So you might as well try to enjoy it, right? Nathan, how about you? What are you most excited about? I'm most excited probably to check out a new town, or I I guess it's considered a city. Um, And I'm also super excited to to go to their sporting events because they have a lot of great sport teams. Um, especially their track team because I've been running track since freshman year and that's just something that I really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to checking that out um, because their track team is one of the best in the nation. And then also just seeing my friends, reconnecting with uh, friends from different grades who ended up moving on before I did from high school. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to make all those different connections, especially when you stay in state. Um, a lot of people end up going and, and you make connections and grow friendships and maybe you weren't super close to them in high school, but, uh, you, you find each other in college and it becomes one of your lifelong, um, relationships. And so, uh, here's the cool thing is that you're excited to go watch some track events, a track and field athlete, Riley Traeger. Uh, she's going down there. She's going to be, um, throwing jab discus maybe, and, um, hopefully kicking butt. Um, so yeah. shout out to Riley Traeger, my, uh, my cousin, uh, she's graduating in, in your class too, class of 2020. So I want to talk a little bit further about, you know, and I kind of lead it on into this earlier is that you two really helped believe in this dream with me. Um, and, it, and it's made me do a lot of thinking about how important that is to having people dream alongside with you, um, as you go through whatever your journey is, whatever your goals are, whatever you're committed to, because there are going to be times when you doubt. Um, there are going to be times where you think that you're not cut out for it. And so um, here's some things that you guys did, and maybe you didn't even know it. When you truly believe in somebody, you're kind of tethered to them. And so there's kind of this this tether between you and them. And I think of like when I was a little kid, I remember them, you know, you go to the amusement parks and there's there's like some parents just don't know you know, and so they actually leash their kids to them with those little tethers. But it's kind of like that, right? And so what the tether does uh, is it allows you a comfort zone. Um, so I'm going to venture off, but I still know that I'm tethered to you. And so if I fall and if I stumble, I might be able to get up. But if I take that fall off the edge of a cliff, if you will, um, I'm tethered to somebody. And so there's that sense of security and, and, and that's huge. And so when you have people believing alongside of you that's almost like you, you have a, this natural tether system that really helps guide you and, and you can go and but you know you have that support there and and they're within your social network and and that's really important um do you guys have people in your life that that you're tethered to who are you tethered to honestly i think i mean obviously i speak for myself but i think nathan and i are like that um like i feel like he's always able to call me out when I'm not like doing my best um but also support me when I am I think that that's really important in someone I think I think Nathan's actually really helped me a lot this past year 
Well, and I, I would agree, uh, just to being an observer of your two friendship. I mean, you're not just two random students that I'm talking to. You two are actually friends and uh, in the outside world, you're friends. But yeah, through my observations, you two are very much so tethered. And, and, and you hit on it really, really important. Like you two use each other to call each other out on, on what needs to be called out on. And that's an important part, right? We're talking about truth, right? Nathan, you got, are you tethered to anybody? Uh, no, I would agree. Um, and I would say, in a sense, also my family, just because um, you know, they, they give me, they give me freedom, obviously, but then at the same time, um, they're there for me whenever I need help. And they're, they've been, um, a constant in my life, obviously. Um, so I would say that in a sense, I'm tethered to them. Yeah. And, and, and there's going to be certain points in, in your life where, um, you break free of those tethers because you simply don't need them anymore. Um, and that's a really defining moment and that's a cool moment because, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I would say my parents, I, I was tethered to them for a long time because I needed that support network. Right. And then when you love someone, you got to let them go. You got to let them fly. Right. Um, so I think that tether system, believing in somebody alongside of them in their dream is huge because you create that safety net for them. Um, where you know there's going to be honesty there, you know there's going to be truth telling there, and that's huge. Um, in my work, it's not an it's not a an easy job, um, and I have a, a, a principal that's very very supportive of me in my work. I believe in what he's doing as as a principal, and so like if I just think about just my work life, I'm very much so tethered to him um, because we help each other in that. And and when he gets too far, I pull him back, and when I get too far, he pulls me back in. And that tether really, really is important for us because if we dream, you know, sometimes my head gets in the cloud. Um, and one of the greatest tetherings that I have is, is my wife. Um, and she's just like, hey, bring, bring that back down here. How, do you, how are you ever going to do that before, before you do this? You know, and so um, it's, it's really important to have people in your life that you can tether to that creates that safety network. Um, the other thing, and, and Rayanne kind of uh, talked about this a little bit too, is that important of using truth to protect a healthy ego. Um, we talked about ego before in, in some of our other episodes of being the anesthesia that deadens the mind of stupidity and ignorance, right? But let's be honest, ego is important to have. Um, you have to have confidence. You have to have that, you know, I, I'm capable. You have to have that, uh, that little bit of ego that's healthy enough to, to allow you to go do things. But unhealthy ego... You know, that ego that's too big, that's what sinks the Titanic, right? You know, you know, it wasn't an iceberg that sank the Titanic. It was, it was a bunch of egos thinking that they were bigger than they were. So um, that, that's that, that truth that helps protect um, a purposeful ego. Well, yeah, I like uh, your description and connection between um, being tethered to someone and ego. Uh, they definitely serve to balance um, yourself out. Um, because I know, like Rannon said, at times where she thought uh, I kind of called her out on things she could have done better, but obviously um, she did that as, as well to me. Oh, I've <laughs> heard was, her. Yeah, yeah I've it heard was, her. It was good. <laughs> uh, it was good for it was good for me because um, at times I was ignorant or egotistical, and it was just um, it was just nice to have someone there calling me out and not letting me um, get away with um, how I wanted to act every time that makes sense well it, i think you know this is the old health teacher in me but it's like you have nutrient rich foods and then you have empty calories and so mm -hmm. as we as we work to give truth um tr the type of truth that is productive to a, you know a purposeful ego you got to give them that nutrient rich stuff not the empty calories you know we can't just be like yeah you can do anything um that's great but where's the evidence that supports that and makes that more truthful, right? And so it's you know I give the example of like, you got this, Rhiannon, and 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 here's why. You remember that one time that you did this, that right there. That's that's truth that that is tied to the fact that you sh you should be confident in, in going and doing this because here's why you've proved that you can do it before. I mean, so it's like it's, I like to think of it like nutrient rich truth. Right. That'll really allow you like you can do this because here's why. Um, and, and that's healthy for an ego because you're 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 already sh you're just showing them something that is already there. Um, but where you do it, the other thing, those empty calories. Right. Um, you, oh, you're the best at this. 
I think about athletes all the time with this. It's like their parents saying, oh, you should be starting. Well, there's no evidence on the other end here that they should be in that starting position. But, oh, you're the best out there. You're the best on the field. You deserve the most playing time. That's tough because that might not, that might be empty calorie type truth um, versus your nutrient rich. Well, here's what all the, the facts say, um, you know, all those different things. The other thing, and I think you do both do a, a great job with this, is um, you have grace in your truth. Because here's the cool thing is I kind of took a backseat sometimes when you guys are in my office and you have these great conversations, these tr- critical conversations, but you have a way of, of telling truth and being honest with each other with a certain amount of grace. And that's huge. So what do you think about that? How do you, how, how do you give grace or how do you give truth in a way that is graceful? I think that if you are being honest with yourself and um, I think it's obviously it depends on who you're with, but like in the case of Rihanna and I, I feel pretty comfortable um, saying most things to her. And so I'm actually speaking from what I believe to be true and from my heart rather than kind of uh, what other people expect to hear, which is why I appreciated um, conversations with Rihanna so much is because um, she spoke what she believed and I spoke what I believed. It just, it just, it just showed um, where our, our lines of thinking connected and then also diverged. Rihanna, yeah, you and have I a, think that... go ahead. You have a great grace about uh, giving information and truth. Oh, well, thank you. Um, but I think that the kind of to circle back to ego, the um, important part of sharing truth gracefully. And I think the reason why Nathan and I are so able to do it well with each other is like, if you, if you have a huge ego and you let that get in the way of how you perceive truth or how you're willing to consider um, truth or others' opinions, their beliefs, their values. I think that conflating those with your ego really leads to that sort of ungraceful, clumsy, or like rude truth. Um, so I think that it's it's especially important that when you share truth, uh, you do it with people who you're able to not really have a big ego, but not a small ego either. Like a good balance with. I think that that really helps make it more graceful. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think a, a big part of like uh, grace with truth is your ability to know when is the right moment to share with somebody something. You know, um, before they're going out to give this speech in class, don't tell them that they say um too much. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, they might say I'm too much, but that's not the time to tell them, right? Um, it's the time to, you know, way before then. So it's like, it's a part of having grace with truth is like, know when to tell somebody something. Um, know when the right moment is. And I always talk about like, when two people are in an argument um, and they're both fired up, that might not be the best time to decide what needs to be happening there. You know, you know, it's like when you're in the heat of the moment, you might need to be able to find a way to cool down before you talk. The other thing is like, is when you're fired up and you guys are arguing about something and you go over to this person up here, who's also fired up, you know, that's not necessarily like to calm yourself yeah. down. You got to find somebody that's calm and cool and can bring, yeah. bring you down. But like that, that grace is also knowing when, uh, when is the right moment. And, and that's kind of a fine science too, is, is finding that time that is right. But I think we just need to try and, uh, to be somebody that has grace in, in telling truth is you got to ask the question, is this the right time to be telling them this? Um, you know, I go back to me not telling you guys that you're valedictorians. I, <laughs> I lied to you on purpose because it wasn't the right time to be truthful with you because I knew what was around the corner. Um, I knew that um, the excitement and the, the, the new and the, the information, uh, uh, that was going to be just such a memorable moment. Um, and so that was part of like being truthful with a little bit of grace too. And the last part too, and, and this has been, been huge, um, because you guys have shown me this is, is, um, you know, don't be a critic, but be somebody's champion. Ever, anyone can be a critic. Um, and, um, I did a post on my Instagram the other day, um, uh, about Theodore Roosevelt's and, you know, talking about critics and, and why, you know, everyone's so quick to, to critique, but, Really, you know, the value in somebody's critique is if, if they're in the arena with you. But instead of being someone's critic, let's be their champion. And what I mean by that is let's let's support them and let's let's encourage them and let's let's in in, in the best way that we can to the core of our heart genuinely be rooting for them. I was thinking about this the other day 
it just makes me feel so good when I see someone else succeed. Obviously, I love to succeed as well. Um, it feels good when you do things right. But I feel like, at least for me, it feels even better when you see someone else succeed um, just because you can see it usually from um, their emotions, their body language. Um, and it just feels so good to see someone else succeed. So um, to be here alongside with you as you uh, follow one of your dreams has just felt so great for me because you're always talking about it. Um, I can tell it means a lot to you and that it lightens up your world. And so that's something that I've, I've loved um, in this journey. And so that's why I continue to support you. And not that I wouldn't anyways. Well, but (laughs) if it was a bad product, you probably wouldn't. And you'd be totally honest with me. And I, and I, and I feel that I've always felt that. And it's been in really nice. It's been really nice. But Randon, you're also one of my champions too. Um, I also just really think that, especially to people who are deserving of it, it's way more fun to be a hype man than a critic. Like, sometimes it's just really fun to bring that positivity and to get someone excited about something that, like, already means a lot to them. It's just, it's way more fun for you and for the other person to do that instead of breaking down their ideas. Um, But yeah, I really like being, like, a hype person. I think that that's so fun. It just feels better. I mean, it feels better. And and it's when... and I, I think it's when you believe in something with somebody and you're like, you can see that and share that vision that how, how do you not get excited for someone? And so I love, I love when you're both like, it's like when I see my friends succeeding, yeah, but okay. So, but here's the deal is that we have human emotions, very natural emotions, envy, jealousy, like those are real things. Um, and, and they can take a toll on us, right? Um, so envy is, is totally human. It's, it's, it's part of our nature. Um, so at Princeton, right, they're doing this study, um, Schadenfreude, right? And, and what Schadenfreude is, is it's actually pleasure derived by somebody else's misfortune. Like, and so, like, we know that envy exists. And what, the, what Princeton is, is kind of opening in these new studies is that there are people that really just are rooting against everybody. Um, and if it's not success for them, then it's then it's no good, and they don't want to celebrate with it. They don't want to buy into it. They don't want to encourage it, right? But it's like you know when I think about friendships and I think about people that I surround myself with, and and this is huge. And I remember talking to John Koopenbender about it in in in, in episode two. Is that um, you got to surround yourself with people that are that are good for you, um, and, and truly do believe in you, and 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 will support you and will be truthful with you. And so the study in Princeton is saying that there's a lot of people out there that, that they, they actually see comfort and in, in pleasure in, in others' misfortune and not like major misfortune, but like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you're not, you're not as successful as me. Um, they enjoy that. And that's just, I mean, that's a shame that that's, that's part of it. But like knowing that envy and jealousy are human nature um, and, and emotions that we naturally have, I can get that. I, I can understand that. But um, I think it's also important to know that we got to do every every way that we can. We got we got to fight off those things, um, and that's I think what being a, a true supporter of somebody um, is. So we got to make sure that it's not a competition between us. Um, you can be happy for somebody because they're succeeding, because in no way are you ever going to be that person. Um, in no way are you going to have the same exact journey. And so um, we got to test our true enterprises. Like, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? And go do those things. Well, just that part you were saying at the at the end about balancing uh, envy and jealousy. I think that those are definitely important um, in our lives because without it, we wouldn't really be motivated. And what I always think about, what came to mind when you're talking about that is with running. Um, running can be a team sport, but it can also be an individual sport. And sometimes it doesn't feel great when you have a bad race, but then some, one of your friends has a really good one. Um, and when I was, when I was first getting into running, I would kind of be frustrated when that happened. But, uh, as I matured and as I've run more, I've realized that it just sets a new benchmark for, um, yourself and also other people. And so when other people have great races, it makes me feel good because I know that Oh, now this is the new, um, this is the new level we're looking for. Um, and it just, it just, when other people are happy, you're more likely to be happy. So it's just something that I always try to think about. Of course, there are times when envy and jealousy, uh, still get the better of me, but I really try to think, um, to think about the consequences of that before, 
um, before I do anything harsh. I'm not going to lie. Definitely jealousy is something that I struggle with a lot. And like Nathan was saying with running, I mean, I did distance um, since middle school, but I had to, I had to let myself quit my junior year because um, for me, it, like it felt so individual that um, it was just really tough for me. And it was definitely that envy, um, that jealousy that I like for me, that's definitely something I really struggle with is not um, like letting myself not be first, <laughs> which yeah, has definitely been hard for me and something that I think I've really been able to grow from this past year. But Well, and I, I, the, I think you're both relating to this is like, uh, through our maturity, um, through our own personal growth, that's where we can overcome things like envy and jealousy is that we have to find a way to know that these are normal, natural feelings. Um, but I'm not going to allow that to control my mindset on what I think about this person's success over here. Um, and it's really, really difficult for some people because when the light's shining on somebody else um, and they really want that light to be shining on them, it's really difficult for them to be happy for that person. Um, and so I think that you, you, you both are hitting it right on where, where we need to go is like it's, it's that growth. It's that maturity that we have in ourselves to say, I'm having these feelings. Those are normal feelings, but I can overcome that. And I can use that as a reminder to, to force my mind and, and my mindset and my thought um, into this way. That's, that's so huge for other people um, and so huge for the people that we not only want to support, but in the turn, we want them to support us um, when we're having um, our successes. And that's a really healthy, genuine relationship you can have in your life. When others are succeeding um, and, and, and they're in like your social network and they're your, you call them your friend. Yeah. Oh, like that should be the feeling we have. And if it's not, then question what's going on and, yeah. and, and try to mature, try to growth um, into, into whatever is going on. So um, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So uh, I have invited both of you on here for a couple different reasons. So like, like we just talked about the one, the fact, the fact that since I've been kind of talking about this and really putting the, 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 the plan into motion, you guys have been there and, and kind of, uh, definitely being my hype people all along the way and, and believing in me, uh, in my dream and, and, and getting this podcast up and rolling. And so forever you'll be that 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 key part to what this has been and what it will be and so that's just a huge amount of thank you for that and then the other part i i the other reason i thought it would be a good idea to have you on the show and in this in this podcast is because right now uh, you two are both graduating and you're in the class of 2020 and you are being asked to stay at home and not finish out your senior year um, i'm not saying not finish it like we're finished. Like you guys are for the most part, got your credits and, and that part's rolling over and, and that will happen. Um, but for the most part, we're not at school um, because of COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus and what's going on. So I, I wanted to have a conversation in, in that realm because a lot of listeners out there may not have somebody close in their life. Um, that's a, a senior or, or maybe even a student or, you know, uh, and I think it would be really interesting for them to kind of hear what you guys are going through, um, to kind of shine some light. And, you know, you know the P in, in CAPTCHA stands for perspective. What a unique perspective you guys have on this whole thing because your senior year has been ending in a way we never would have imagined it. And so I, really quick, I just have um, just a question around that is, what are you thinking at this time? Um, what is What is challenging you? at this time? How is it impacting you? For me, I'm definitely, I'm a very sentimental person. So this has been very rough for me because, um, I don't know, it's supposed to be a time of sentimentality, right? And being able to um, say goodbye, like slowly to all of these people that we've um, built such amazing relationships with over the past 12 years. And um, just to kind of to lose the opportunity to really like grow with them into adults these three months, our last three months of our senior year. Um, that's been a huge loss, which yeah, definitely a bummer. Yeah. And it's tough and it bugs me when people are like, Oh, seniors, it's not that big. People are dying out there. And, and I get that and I respect that. And 
totally honor like what the, the seriousness is of some other situations, but that doesn't make the hurt less, right? Um, it doesn't make what's going on a, 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 definitely a challenge and a struggle. And so I, I, I think it's uh, I think it's important to understand all situations and and how this is impacting all sorts of different places. Because if you ask me straight up, like what what do I remember about high school? Uh, some stuff, but I remember my graduation. I definitely do. And I remember like having that feeling of being like the end and sharing that and prom and all those different things. It's like, those are the memories that we're losing out on a little bit here. So Nathan, how, how is it? Uh, how, how are you doing in this time? What's challenging is what's the impact? Um, I would definitely say at first, you know, it was, we didn't really, we didn't realize that it would be uh, something that was this severe and lasting this long. And so it wasn't something that really affected me at first, but then um, as I found out more information and realized that this was more of a long-term thing, um, of course, I did kind of have a pity party for myself. But at the same time, like you mentioned, there are worse things going on. And so I try to think about that and um, tell myself that, you know, I don't have it as bad off as a lot of other people out there. Um, but also something that this makes me think about is how um our class has faced so much adversity within the last four years um, between this isn't every other class, but um, at least for our class in our district, we had to uh, go through a uh, boundary change. So there was a new school that was created and this caused a lot of our class to be split up and a lot of friend groups and demographics um, were, uh, were changing when we happened our sophomore year. And so that was the first um, big challenge that our class faced as a whole. Um, and now this, and I just think that we've gone through so much adversity that it's preparing us um, to face similar challenges when we're, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, or even maybe five years down the road. Um, but it's better preparing us for things, unfortunate events that do happen. And so even though this has sucked, um, we are learning from this experience. You, you know, and you're, you're voicing uh, so much wisdom in that. I mean, both of you, um, in ha just how you're handling that situation. And, and you're right, and, and we wouldn't have gotten Rayannon at our school if it wasn't for the boundary changes. So there's silver lining in everything, right? And, like, exactly. you will remember this time um, and the way that this ended for you. And the class of 2020 will be remembered as, as this forever. And so that might be down the road because right now it just is is a lot of hurt and a lot of like ugh. but down the road it might be one of the most impactful moments in a positive way um for you um and when i think of your class i think yeah and specific to your class that the one that boundary change and then now this is like the word that comes to mind is resilience and um, i just can't think um uh, you know, uh, of your class without thinking of resilience because you have been knocked down and you've gotten up again. You've had a curveball thrown your way and you've you've managed a bunt and squeezed it out to get on first base and you you've you've managed and um, you've handled things with with a great amount of resilience because the the end goal has never changed to get across the finish line, right? But I'm telling you this right now. When you walk across that stage, and maybe you don't walk across the stage, maybe that's not something that happens for us, but figuratively speaking, when you walk across that stage and you get that diploma, you are not only getting a high school diploma, you are getting something that not a lot of people will ever experience in their life. And so to me, that has, you know, in, in my eyes, like, I'm going to be respecting the class of 2020 for a long, 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 long time. Because when you get that diploma, there's going to be something attached to it. Um, and it's going to be something that hopefully is a reminder that you can handle challenges and you can celebrate even in the worst of times and that you can you can live life in a life of resilience and, and bounce back when things get tough. Um, and so I just, I mean, I, I, I think of, I think of the class of 2020 and I think that they have, even in this crappy situation, they have a lot to be proud of and they have a lot to celebrate and they have a lot to be excited about. So listeners, before we started this episode and I talked and I officially invited Ray Annan and Nathan to be on episode six, I asked them if they'd be willing to write a letter, um, a letter to the class of 2020 and not just their class in their school, but, uh, every 
graduating senior of, of the year of 2020. Um, and I wanted to give them the chance to uh, read their letters to you. And so uh, I'm going to have Rayannon go first. A letter to the class of 2020 from Rayannon Briggs. Dear class of 2020, to be blunt, this sucks. We've been cooped up inside, unable to enjoy what were supposed to be the best few months of our lives so far. Our backpacks are abandoned, gathering dust, full of old papers preparing us for tests we'll never take. Our prom dresses and suits stay hung up on warning closets. Sheet music for our final concerts and scripts for our last shows are left behind and ignored. New personal records won't be set and championship games won't be played. So many last days spent in classes, signing yearbooks, enjoying our last moments among friends as we slowly let go of our time together have been lost. The inherent nostalgia of these times is something we'll never get to experience. We've spent years growing together, creating families we'll now never have the opportunity to give a proper goodbye to. And though we're losing the sentimentality of our last parties, car rides with friends, and weekend adventures to this pandemic, we're proving the collective selflessness of the class of 2020. We allow our care for each other, each other's families, and the well-being of strangers in our communities to supersede some of the most important days of our lives. By staying home, physically distancing, and accepting the fate of our senior year, we've put the health of vulnerable populations before our own happiness. Our strength is in our compassion and our togetherness, and we have established that it is at the core of who we are as a class. Not only has our sense of normal been completely erased at such a vital time of our lives, it is also in our hands to ensure that our futures are impacted by the lessons taught in this trying time. Inequities across the country and across the world have become evident, and in our gradual rebuilding, we must recognize and correct these fundamental errors of our society. Many systems have been broken down by the novel coronavirus. The United States is having to make significant and long overdue changes to everything from healthcare to economic supplements to the accessibility of voting. And the renovation of these longstanding institutions will not be instant. It will be drawn out over the course of our young adult lives. This gives us the opportunity to create equitable frameworks for our society. The ways in which our class specifically will learn, develop, and grow as individuals have already been uniquely impacted. It is up to us to ensure that we take this growth and apply it to our collective future. We have already undertaken the responsibilities of life as young people in these trying circumstances. It is immensely important that we recognize our responsibilities moving forward, as well as the power that comes with them. It may be easy to believe that we are a great distance away from the rest of the world. We are, of course, at a great distance away from each other, but we are joined together by this pandemic and united in our separation. Collectively, we have been uniquely allowed to uncover the issues of our world, to observe what is truly important to our communities, to view the vitality of the human spirit, to experience a world at its barest, truest form. And from this, we will grow and create change and continue to selflessly sacrifice things that matter in light of the significance of the lives of every person on this planet. We are graduating into a world fundamentally different from what we knew before. The ominous uncertainty of our circumstances will not make it easy for us to live as we had planned, but we have inherited a collective integrity that will allow us to push forward through the most uncertain of times for the rest of our lives. Yes, we carry a burden, and yes, it is accompanied with a trauma that will present itself throughout our lives, but we are not alone. It's interesting and difficult to consider this idea that we're really together because we can't even be sure of how many of our classmates we've seen for the last time. We feel angry and upset and, most of all, lonely. And while these are all valid, especially the loneliness, it is important to remember that we are not alone. In this, we find our strength. We are community with experiences entirely exclusive to us. We are together. We are not alone. No, we won't be able to dance the night away or walk across the stage to pump in circumstance. But our willingness to literally save the lives of others through our sacrifices is a manifestation of the incredible things that the graduating class of 2020 is capable of. We have and will continue to put others above ourselves, and for that we will be remembered. At this point, our last day of high school is long gone, but we will always be the class of 2020, and we will never be alone. Nice. Yeah, I would, we, we clap, right? Um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just so, so much in there. I mean, that is a beautiful letter. Just the, the thing that stuck out with me um, as you read that is that co collective selflessness um, as a class and, and how you all have, you know, come together to stay apart, right? Um, and you're doing this in a way um, because it's not about you. 
Um, it's about the impact that you can have. And we've said that over and over and over on, on this podcast is our lives is not about us. It's about the impact that we can have on others. You all are showing that. Um, and you're doing it collectively as a group. Um, and I, so I love that how much you talk about coming together, joining together, collecting in selflessness, right? And also in uh, observing right now a huge amount of, uh, of inequity um, that, that exists in our, in our structures and, and how us seeing this as you go out into the world and becoming professionals, maybe that can be the, the foundation, maybe that can be the structure. And when we start building some of these issues to no longer exist, and, and, and that's huge. Um, and also, I think it's important that you said that you are inheriting this situation. It isn't anything that you all did um, or deserve. Or, or made this happen, you are inheriting it. Um, and, I, and I love that you talk about y'all are collectively making that sacrifice. Um, and if that doesn't show love, if that doesn't show resilience, and if that doesn't show the world that the class of 2020 is ready to go help, um, I, maybe we should relook, right? Maybe we should relook. Thank you for sharing that, Rhiannon. Of course, thank you. Nathan also wrote a letter um, to the class of 2020 that he would like to share at this time. Yeah, it's not nearly as good as Rhiannon's because her vocabulary and language is so much better than mine. But uh, Well, props <laughs> to you, Rhiannon. Hey, y'all are, <laughs> while you, you're seeing this, I mean, hey, th this is why these two are valid Victorians. I mean, they're brilliant. But uh, Nathan, uh, All right. you wrote me an email that brought me to tears. So don't tell me you're not good <laughs> with your words. All right, all right. <laughs> Dear class of 2020, a moment that seemed so distant to us as freshmen has finally arrived, even if it wasn't how we expected it. We've reached the final steps in our journey to, of high school. Four short years ago, many of us had no, had no clue what to make of our lives or who we really were. In fact, many of us still don't know. Our interests have varied greatly over the past few years. Freshman year, we may have found ourselves in a sport we thought we'd be sticking with for a lifetime only to quit the following year and pick up a new hobby. We might have been really close with one friend group sophomore year, but by senior year, none of them were in your circle any longer. Our aspirations have changed and what we value has shaped us into the people we are today. However, the reason I mention this change is not solely so we can reflect on who we've become, but who we are becoming. Although we may have, although we may have concluded one segment of our lives, the journey of learning never ends. I want to tell a quick story that a friend of mine once told me. There was a young man walking down a deserted beach just before dawn. In the distance, he saw a frail old man. As he approached the, the ocean, he saw stranded starfish and throwing them back into the sea. The young man gazed in wonder as the old man again and again threw the small starfish sand to the water. He asked, old man, why do you spend so much energy doing what seems to be such a waste of time? The old man explained that the stranded starfish would die if left in the morning sun. But there must be thousands of beaches and millions of starfish, exclaimed the young man. How can you make any difference? The old man looked at the small starfish in his hand, and as he threw it to, safe, to the safety of the sea, he said, it makes a difference to this one. Soon we will be the ones at the wheel. We will be the ones who decide not only our fates, but also the fate of humanity and this beautiful planet. The task ahead of us may seem daunting. So many responsibilities that don't seem like they should be ours will be placed upon our shoulders. We will make mistakes, sure. That's why the journey of learning is endless. However, along this journey, we will learn from these mistakes and ultimately do great things. You must never lose sight of the bigger picture. Although your actions might seem like they only have a small impact, they will make all the difference. Yeah, class. Nice. On that story. Oh, yeah. the story. Mr. Traeger actually told me the that starfish one. Starfish <laughs> yeah. story. I'm the I'm the friend who told you a story. I love that. Yeah. Um, it makes a difference to this one, and I I just love in that moment, right? It it makes a difference to this one. I mean, it, it, as we set out, and you got you you guys are totally right, Nathan. You said this in your letters, like it's our time to take the wheel. Um, and eventually, you know, the, the, the leadership, the, the control, the, the, the who's, you know, the, the population of do, who's doing the most work, the who becomes, all these different things. Um, 
you will have that time. And, and it's, I think the growth that comes out of this is, is huge. Um, and I love that you talked about the uncertainty coming in as freshmen and now having this uncertainty going on right now. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Regardless of whether COVID-19 was here or not, and we were finishing this year um, normally, you still would have that feeling of, of uncertainty, right? Because you, you haven't lost that. You won't, you won't lose that. And so, um, uh, you know, yes, this is uh, kind of a, a situation that is definitely not ideal, but um, you, you're going to be okay. And, and you're going to still have those things that are, I think are essential to your growth and going forward. And, and that just that idea of like, you know, and you bring it up in your letter, learning is lifelong. It's not about the last couple of months that we would have had this year. If we were dependent on the last couple of months of school for you guys to learn everything you needed to learn in high school, we would be in a rougher boat than we are in now. Um, but learning is lifelong, you know, and that's why we, we, we pick up a book and that's why we follow passions and that's why we have conversations that are critical. That's why we, we, we challenge ideas in our friendships and our families and our relationships. And, and that's why we, we take interests. And um, that's why we learn things like I learned from, you know, our last episode. Like walk slower and take note of the beauty that's around you. It's like life is full of those moments where we have to kind of pause and, and step back. Um, or it's a life moment where where we're going forward and we're growing but um a hundred percent life is a journey uh, of learning in my adult life um i have I, I have been felt very blessed in the fact that i have found that relationship to be a positive one is that my relationship with learning because school for me was in the past you guys probably had a way better schooling experience than i did um, I had a great school, but learning for me was a struggle growing up. Um, and so in my adult life, what I have fallen in love with is that I still at this time can learn. And, and, and I've maybe gotten to the most healthy learning environment of my life later in life. And, and that's huge. And that's, that's really important. I love the far starfish story. Um, yep. because it, you know, it's like we're doing all this work and, it, and yeah, we might lose a lot and, um, but it, darn it, it'll make a difference to this one. And so, you know, I was like, why do we start a podcast in the first? Because maybe somebody listening will capture something and can take it forward in their life. And maybe that'll have an impact on other people. Thank you both for, for reading those letters. That's a huge amount of courage um, that, that's involved there. And you, you brought a great attitude uh, into it. You have totally gained uh, some perspective and shared some perspective with us in a very truthful way. And you've done it both very uniquely. Um, and I need to recognize you with that because I'm feeling very empathetical right now. Ooh, capture. You all have captured it. Um, and so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, here's the, here's the deal is, uh, we always end the show. Um, with a, with a with a, a moment of recognition, the R in capture it stands for recognition. Oh, I want to thank you first for being on the show because y'all have been in the, the in involved in this process since the beginning, and so I know it's not the way that we intended on having you in the show remotely. Um, and I'd rather do it in the studio and and have you in person, but um, it has been an honor to have you both on the show. Um, and so we always end the show with recognition, um, and so we always ask the question: Who or what in your life? is worthy of some recognition. I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. Um, I, you want me to go first? Because I, 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 something just popped into my head, and I might as well share it. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking about critical conversations, and I have a friend in my life um, who does this really well for me. His name is Mike Schmidt. He was the best man in my wedding. And so when I think of, like, as I ask that question, who in my life or what in my life is worthy of recognition, I, boom, Mike Schmidt popped in my head because he's a really good friend. We were talk we've been talking about truth and we've been talking about, you know, being tethered. And I was like, him and I live 40 miles away and we don't get to see each other as often as we would like to, but uh, I'm still tethered with him. Um, and he still calls me on what I need to be called on and I do the same for him. But we can have a very critical conversation and still hug and tell each other that we love each other at the end of the, at the end of it. And so who in my life is worthy of some recognition? Michael Schmidt, you are a darn good friend and I love you, man. So, all right. So who in your life or what in your life is, is worthy of some recognition? Ready, go. All right. I'll go. 
Um, I'm going to say our amazing principal, David Nieslanik, is definitely very worthy of recognition. Um, he's been putting such a big effort into making sure that our class um, gets as authentic of an experience as we can. Um, and he's been very caring and supportive through these times. Um, it really means a lot. And I know for him, it's a big deal as well, because as a high school principal, um, this was his first graduating class. Um, so I know that for him, he's missing out as well on a lot. Um, and it's probably definitely very hard for him to um, have to plan these virtual graduations when he was looking forward to his um, the first class that he's seen go all the way through high school um, graduate. And uh, so I think that he definitely deserves recognition for sticking up for us um, and supporting us, even when it's such a hard time for him as well. Yeah, great guy. Uh, great principal. And again, I, I talked earlier in the episode about um, me being tethered to him in our work, and uh, I couldn't agree with you more. What, what an awesome guy. Um, and it's it's such a joy to work with him. And if you haven't heard, listeners, he's on episode three. So you want to know who David Nislanik is? Go listen to episode three. Nathan, who or what in your life is worthy of some recognition? Definitely my coach, Michael Christensen. Uh, he has done so much for not only me, but the team. Um, he gives so much of his time when obviously coaching isn't the best paying job, but he still shows up anyways. He's always at, um, the other sporting events, helping out, um, with scoring and, uh, volunteering at those. And so he is just a great example of someone who's so selfless. Um, and it's been really humbling to get to know him. Um, so thank you coach. And then also, um, both of you guys, because you guys are a big part of my life. And I definitely would not be the person I am today without either one of you. Oh, if you can't see the screen right now, but Rand and I both would just, oh, oh, thank you, Nate. And, and thank coach, you very much. yeah, coach Michael, he's, he's awesome. I've got to interact with him a couple of times. He's just got, I'm always uh, from across the building, Michael. Um, um, and him and I have an inside joke about that, but yeah, totally, totally right. Well, episode six. Thank you, Rhiannon Briggs, Nathan Ng, for being on the show. I can't yes, thank, thank you, you thank enough. You it's for been having a, us. It's been awesome to have you all along this journey, um, and I'm so glad I got to have you on. Uh, before you go off into the world, because I might not be able to get you back, um, but go do amazing things, because uh, I know that you are. And, and if, if, if you're listening out there and you're wondering why, teachers are are struggling with being out of school right now is because we get to interact on a daily basis with amazing students like these two every day um and it is such an identity a hit to our identity uh, to be outside of our building and away from our students um, because two kids like this uh, make all the difference in the world and um i just uh, i'm so glad to know you and uh, I can't wait for some day when y'all can come back to college. I can take you to lunch or coffee or whatever. Um, we could just catch up because um, um, I, I would love um, to continue uh, our friendship throughout the years. Me as well. <laughs> Sound good? Of course. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, listeners, if you are not yet following us on Instagram, make sure that you head to Instagram and follow us on the handle captureit.joe. Again, that's on Instagram. Uh, hit subscribe. Uh, let's go and give us a five-star rating. Better yet, leave us a review. Say something nice about Nathan and Rhiannon on episode six. Uh, listeners, we love you. Thanks for stopping by. And until next time, always work in time to capture, capture it. Capture it. <laughs>